computer's running. My computer's running slow, and I don't know why, but it coincides with, like I said, my computer's like a year old, and it coincides with my virus protection expiring. That's I'm noticing performance lags now. Okay. And is is that related? Like, what do I do about virus protection? Do I need to buy something? Yeah, I would, I would buy ex- something. And does this expiration have anything to do with the performance of my computer? It depends on the kind of site you're visiting. I don't know what that means. But uh, Mac, it's McAfee virus stuff. McAfee. McAfee yeah. McAfee. McAfee you, sh- you, should read, you should read. Is that a good should, one? Should I do something else? I mean, it's pretty generic. Um, I use um, Microtrends, I believe. I can't even see it here because I'm on a Mac. So the, on a Mac, there's nothing. But uh, <laughs> I use... When I'm on my PC, I have micro trends. McAfee, I think, is fine. I mean, they, I think they're all pretty all right. I think everyone does an all right job. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a specialist here. I mean, but <laughs> I'm not into IT software in that way. So it's if your computer like- is slow, I think that you should definitely get a trial, right? You should go with a new user so you can get a trial. Which Mike, uh, which micro, but it's like uh, never identified any issues with the computer. I barely use this thing, and then all of a sudden it expires, and you know, it I mean, takes 20 think, minutes for me to boot up. Various software, various virus software can um, run in the background, even if you do not have uh, a current subscription, and that could be slowing up your computer. So, I mean, there could be things well, I try. So I ran the task manager, I ran the task manager, you're not gonna see it through a task manager. No, it comes up like. It, what did, how did you pronounce it? McAfee? McAfee. Yeah. Shows up under like, like uh, no lie, like a dozen line items for different things. Oh, and wow. I try to end all the tasks and it tells me I can't. Yeah. It, it, yep. Yep. That's, yep. That's about right. <laughs> you need to, you need to uninstall that shit out of your computer. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not feeling very comfortable with this brand right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they're a little, they're a little old in the way that they, I think they have a lot of bloat in their software. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Cause I mean, I, I know there's a reason I, I don't like them. Like I never, I never go with them. And and this is what I've always imagined them to be like. Um, <laughs> I like something that's a little bit more streamlined and, uh, and less intrusive, which is why I go, I went with micro trends, micro trends. I will remember that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, <laughs> All right, now the episode starts. Welcome back to Retraction. <laughs> so uh, I had a I had a question for you. Yeah, maybe it's a loaded question. Yeah, shoot. It, it goes back to a text or our text from a, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. It's a very basic question. What is nihilism? Just just read the definition. <laughs> yeah, but my 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 understanding of nihilism comes from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I, I I don't understand what the Big Lebowski is trying to. I, yeah, I don't understand Nihilism or the Big. And it's Lebowski. basically they don't care about anything. That's but then true. they clearly did care about stuff. So when I hear I don't care about anything, and that's what nihilism is, and then I talk to people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you identify as one or not, no. but when I talk to people who do, they clearly do care about some things. Like, is it so absolute? So then I don't understand what it is. Well, not, is it? I mean, look, where do you draw the lines between well, I think, caring and not Look, caring? I think the definition here was very good. I think the Oxford definition that you're going to do as soon as you type in nihilism into a Google search, uh, the rejection of all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. That's all there is to it. So you could, yeah, but if you, you believe, believe life is things. meaningless, then you wouldn't care about anything, right? No, that's or not is- necessarily true because I mean, that's where existentialism comes in. That, that's, I, I, I'm, 
much more an existentialist than I would be a nihilist because in existentialism, you could determine your you could determine you, you could be deterministic. You could you could say, you know what, I want to be the greatest writer in the world or I want to be the greatest actor in the world and still believe that ultimately everything is rel- is is relatively meaningless. That's the difference. In nihilism, I mean you're not a jade, right? Like it's not jadeism where you just sit around on the side of a road waiting to waiting to perish. You're bored. You 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 take a vow of of abstinence and of and you're not going to eat, you're not going to drink, and you're just going to wait to die. It's not like that. It's just So does a just, nihilist does a nihilist yeah. pick a life partner? A nihilist could absolutely pick a life partner. It's because it's it, that doesn't mean that it gives life meaning. It, it, it you could still believe relativistically that life. But is does it mean that they actually no don't care it. about that person? They're just satisfying a need of their own or some biological need, but they don't actually care about that person. I think you have to stick to the main definition here, which is rejection of all religious and moral principles. Moral so principles. Right. So because so it's, it's subjective, yeah. is that the idea that everything's subjective? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, you, we will get eaten alive if you start talking about objectivism and subjectivism. Uh, from the true, like the true sense of the word subjective, to me, yes, being a nihilist would be subjective, but. Well, no, they're rejecting, they're rejecting all notions of isms because everything is subjective, because it's all created by man. Is that the idea? I, I honestly just don't know what the point is. I'm trying to like wrap my head around it. I, I think nihilism is a like all philosophy is debatable. <laughs> it's I mean I I mean it's I, I don't I don't know how many I'm looking at the like they have John Paul Sartre as a nihilist. I wouldn't categorize him as a nihilist. Nietzsche might have been a bit of a nihilist, uh, but that's because he was born sickly and uh, you know, and, and and that had implications for the rest of his life. I think that well, that was my question to you, and I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but does one become a nihilist because they are reacting to something, yes. or do they become a nihilist even though they had all the advantages in the world, they didn't suffer any hardship, they just found it to be the truth? And I don't know if, you're, I don't know if I'm articulating the distinction. I, I mean, I think I would argue that you have to experience severe trauma to adopt nihilism. Um, in its purest form. Um, yeah. I think that it is a difficult... And isn't it more of a coping mechanism rather than like a truth then, if that's true, that you can only get it through suffering? Uh, no, we, we, we can't say that. I just think that we're just we're just spitballing here to say that perhaps to be a nihilist in its You're truest form. You're the philosophy form, major. I'm asking. I, I am, but that doesn't... That, these aren't questions. <laughs> funny enough, these aren't questions that you're really asked in philosophy, in philosophy classes. No one's asking in this. You don't ask in these ways. You just accept these terms and you move on. You accept the, <laughs> you accept what you've you've been told to talk about, and then you and you move on. You 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 get a, a loose grasp of all the different types of philosophy, and then you. Uh, this is why I got to see in philosophy. Take, I feel like this is why I got to see. Yeah, this is probably what you got to see. Yeah, exactly. It's like st- stay in your stay in your lane. Keep 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 to the the road most traveled. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. Let's see here. It says right here, expressing negative negation towards general aspects of life that are widely accepted within humanity as subjectively real, such as knowledge, existence, and the meaning of life. I find I, I think nihilism is troubling. I, I, I think that that's that's another reason why I've never given it as much thought. I think that it's um, 
I almost imagine I think it's very it difficult a- to to maintain. I don't think it's a philosophy that most people can accept, and I don't think it's a philosophy that necessarily would help anyone, you know, get through life or do much for people. Uh, you kind of almost hit on what where because well, I, I spent a little bit of time thinking about it, probably a little bit, like less than an hour, and it was after one of our texts. But is it something that you pursue but never quite reach? It's like, yeah, you'll always be chasing it because you can never not, you can never like be completely detached in that way. I mean, almost that's like sociopathic in a sense, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can't totally detach from caring about anything. And maybe that is my own uh, misunderstanding of what it is. I'm just going by, I guess, like the bumper sticker slogans of what a nihilist is, Mm -hmm. but I always imagined it as like, you just don't buy into anything. You don't care about anything. Um, but I don't exactly know how you like, I don't understand. Like it, it doesn't have to be some commercial reject rejection of commerce or, or conformity, but mm-hmm. you don't even buy into like your biological connections to other humans. Like you don't buy into anything. I don't really get how that works. It seems so um, theoretical. Cause exactly. I, I, th- I think it is. I think it is. It's, 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 um, it's like um, I'm blanking here, but it's, it's like a lot of, Greek philosophy, for instance. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of it. I'm just thinking about more about um, in my head. The only thing that's coming up is no. I'm not even going to go there because we're not going to we're not going to confuse listeners. Yeah, I to think your that, point, like I, I think, don't know what the point of it is. Like, why? What exactly? Unless I, it's coping. Like, I don't ever want to be hurt again, so I'm rejecting everything and I'm going to. I, I again, I think it's just it's a it's a mode of it's a it's a, it's just a exercise in philosophical thought i think that philosophy at its bare bones is there to probe and to uh, push critical thinking and i think that it's a it's a good litmus test to sort of theorize what the world could be like if people were to give up everything that they've been taught and everything they've been uh, conditioned to believe throw it all off and then imagine what kind of society you'd have or what kind of person you you could have if if a person were to actually be able to hold to this code for uh, a significant amount of time, and I think that that's I think that's what it is. I think that nihilism, um, various other types of um, of philosophical thought, they they're they're just really about they're about exercises in 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 critical thinking, and I and I I, I mean. Well, definitely, so there's got to be nihilists so- out there, definitely. But I, it's just an almost impossible philosophy to really live and to and to prove that I truly embody what it means to be a nihilist. It's to reject all moral principle is just it's just it's 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 very difficult. It's very difficult because here's the thing: even in acting, right? Like, let's say I reject moral all moral principles and I I reject that there is a negative connotation to to murder, and and I go out and I decide I'm going to try to kill people. Okay. It's it's going to be very difficult to prove that I'm killing people out of um, out of a sense of proving that I don't believe in moral principle, because by killing people, I'd have to admit that I know it's wrong, but I'm trying to pretend like it's not wrong by actively going out and, and murdering. Right. So as I say, like even in, in, in doing it, you know, it's, a, it's almost like you might disprove what you're actually trying to achieve here. And that's why I think it's almost impossible to be a nihilist. Because it, yeah, it's just I, I very would, difficult. I, I would say because you said something about like, I, I feel like it would be 
use it would be a useful mental tool a mental exercise for a sh- for a short term in a way to like purge yourself purge yourself of your um traditions your legacies your um habits and then to quickly recoil mm-hmm. back and then you don't recoil all the way back but then you find some sense of balance maybe you were unhappy but it seems like a very short term exercise i have a hard time yeah. believing to your point like mm-hmm. of, of anyone doing it long like right. in the long term yeah if you want because i don't understand yeah. why like i guess like wh- and i i just keep going back to it like what is the purpose you're almost talking about it as if it's like a palate cleanser yeah right? exactly because which which it could be it could be i just it's i just i don't think how do you function in society i mean i get like the, the, the whole thing of like this the tree falls and there's no one around to hear it doesn't make a noise like i understand the mental exercise but i also know the reality mm-hmm. and i don't yeah like I, I just don't understand the reality of thinking that way for a lifetime and yeah. how you function in society and how that works yeah i don't think you could i don't think you could i mean you'd have to probably live off the grid and be wholly onto onto your onto yourself um but yeah i mean yeah that, i think that's probably the only way you could do it is if you were to were, were to just yeah remove yourself from society but if everyone removed themselves from society and then society ceased to exist then it's sort of like well now what are you rejecting because now the new normal is just to is this you you've created a new moral you've created a new principle that you're now all adhering to so now how do you now reject on that moral principle it's so you could get into a rabbit hole even if you're trying to chase this down and trying to live it purely because you well that only exists it only works if you are one of the few people practicing it if it's about rejection or if it's just about because not buying into something and rejecting are two different things if your rejection almost seems like an act like a proactive not buying into whereas not buying into Mm -hmm. is more passive so it if no if everyone was nihilist then I guess, well, I mean, the world would be. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. Like, I wonder if a true nihilist would ascribe to nihilism as, um, because that's the thing. The way we're even discussing nihilism is we're discussing it as if it is its own moral philosophy. And the thing is, it's about rejecting all principles. So it's like almost to discuss nihilism is to destroy nihilism. So it's like to call yourself a nihilist means that you are ascribing to a set of principles. And the whole idea is to is is that everything is meaningless and there is no point in ascribing to any principles. So I I just think even in discussing it, like I don't know if I don't think a true nihilist could even would even call themselves a nihilist. Yeah, it's almost like a state of being. You don't believe that the laws of physics and society do not exist. Like, you know, like, you know, you're not out there trying to test some boundaries of like, can I drive a car at 670, 100 miles an hour into a tree and survive? That's not what a nihilist is. You're just rejecting. So there is principles. some level of conformity, though. Right. So yes. you do conform to society's rules. Otherwise, well, it's not rules. You may, you're, you're, you may you're, go down. You may go down a one way, the opposite yeah. way of traffic. You're not right. rejecting that. That's no. what I mean in purest sense. Exa- well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you could reject the idea that there has to be one way streets. But at the same time, you, you're, you're well aware that if you drive the wrong way on a one-way street you're most likely will die it's so i don't you're not re, you know you you there are limits you're you're not rejecting the laws of the of the universe you're just rejecting the principles of man in, in, a, in a sense right so it's it's so more, still, in a, more more in a verbal sense not in action yes it's not exactly it's not an action thing right exactly it, do, it doesn't make you um 
you're not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of why <laughs> that's kind of where I was going. So it's almost like uh, the millionaire socialist or something like that. Right. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I'm just saying you're not, you're not a moron. Um, so <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was just, uh, yeah. I, it's, I, I it's think... interesting. You're so hung up on me. And I, I just, it's, it's probably the philosophy I give the least amount of thought to. Um, and I only use it. Jokingly. Well, it does pop up every once in a while. And it's usually in a sense where people are using it, that they don't care about something. Um, and I can, you know, un- I, I can compartmentalize that They may just be, they just might be hyperbolic in that moment. But then if it is truly an ideology, what does a true nihilist look like and how do they function in society? Yeah. Like, do you, do you, do you write a book because you felt like it, you make a ton of money, but you reject, you, you, you reject currency. So you give it all away or do you hoard it and you build wealth? Like how does, like, I don't understand how all of that works. Do you reject paying bills and you're homeless or do you conform to Mm -hmm. that whole idea of taxation? Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, it's just, I don't know where the lines are. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the rhetoric starts and ends and then your actions mirror that or not. Mm. Um, are you a nihilist just by saying, I disagree <laughs> with this and I'm going to vent, but I'm actually going to act as the total opposite and conform totally because I want um, to survive? I feel like we need a nihilist onto the show at this yeah. point. Now, now, and now I'm actually, um, I'm, uh, I, I want to take that task on. I, wa- I want to take, I want to take on that challenge. I, I want to. I might have a. Comp- Maybe they're just like, no, no. That's I, not I, 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 know. I would love to. Like, I would love to bring an island on. Yeah, it would be interesting to hear them talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not practical. Well, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to hear them argue the practicalities of nihilism because I I I do not feel like it is a practical philosophy. All right. Fair enough. So. <laughs> you have any topics? I had a, I had some other random things, but I, I mean, I have, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my, my topics are boring now. <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, scooters. They're trying to bring scooters to New York. <laughs> Didn't we already talk about this? Did we talk about e-scooters? Or did we, did we text about this? I can't remember. Dang it. Is this, did we already do this? If we already did this, then I won't go into it. I can't remember anything about e-scooters. Was I talk about? I think we made the jokes because wasn't there something about San Francisco? San Francisco? Did, yeah, I talked about San Francisco's e-scooters and how they usually ended up in the bay. And that yeah, was a huge yeah. Issue. So that's what we were talking about, right? And now New York is trying to do them. The New York is doing a pilot of, of e-scooters this summer. But I thought that's what it was, and then you use San Francisco as the oh, as, as the reason why it couldn't be done. All right, fine. All right, but Let's wait, move. was that over text or was that on the? Pod? I can't remember. <laughs> life is life is just passing you by. Wait, I don't know. We might not have talked. Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. I don't know. Um, um, yeah. Uh, well, there it is. Another episode. <laughs> just letting you know, these scooters are coming to New York. Uh, I think it's awful. But uh, hopefully it works out. He, well, here's the thing. In this article, they're talking about, they're saying that they will actually track the data of these scooters to evaluate. Uh, they're saying we're going to look at the data and figure out if people are using them safely. Are they leaving them where they're supposed to leave them? Or are they scattering them on the sidewalks as happens in other in some other cities? Uh, spoiler going alert. going to monitor. Spoiler alert. They're they're going to be littered everywhere. (laughs) So they're going to do the same thing San Francisco did. That was going to be my question. What's different? The difference is they're going to monitor if if 
if people in New York behave the same way <laughs> right. as people in San Francisco, and hopefully the scooters will have a low jack on them so they can fish them out of the bay. Yep, that's basically what's going to happen. Or the river. Or the river. Yeah, the Hudson. Yeah, yeah that's that's basically what's going to happen. So, uh, good luck, New York, with that. I mean, I get frustrated with the with the uh, this whole idea. Uh, there's actually. A I cool thought it was good. You're the one that was like trying, uh, or not trying, but like uh, I took a took the opposition stance of saying like it was a bad idea i didn't i didn't think it was good or bad i just was like oh they're gonna try and do this i just thought it was something to try well like, i think is is the mm-hmm. only bad thing is that people won't return them back to a stall they'll just like yeah i think there's multiple the- there's multiple issues with the with not only could they become um more uh not waste because you know they'll they'll always find them but uh the, the city continues to invest in pilot programs through partnerships with uh, corporations that are looking to make make money, you know, so it's, so it's lucrative, but they don't. But the city doesn't want to take the added true investment step, and that is to build safe um, bike lanes and 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 and, uh, and road like uh, roadways, but basically creating ample avenues that are free of cars, so that space, people though. can. You do have the space. The city maybe in like the, the financial district where no, like the city sidewalks is, are huge. City right? is, like, it's not well. It's, it's well. You don't. You don't want to remove the sidewalk, but you you start limiting traffic because I think that's the thing. If you're, oh, trying you're to talking cre- about like yeah, creating like hybrid pedestrian yep. bike zones. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about limiting the traffic that comes into the city, um, creating more bike lanes, and then and also removing the parking. I mean, that, I think that's the biggest issue is that the city refuses to just upset i guess the the car owners of the city and just remove the ability to park on the side of the the, the road and instead make that ample bike slash runners slash uh uh yeah sla- it's pedestrian slash uh commuting lanes uh for- oh, not so there would be two different ways and i bring that up because when mm-hmm. I, have you ever been to munich yeah uh, no i haven't i haven't been to okay munich. so in in munich mm-hmm. there's an area um there's an, and I don't know if it, it's not, it's not all of Munich. I know that for a fact, but there was mm. this area that I was walking in and the sidewalk almost was the bike lane. Yeah. I, I, I want to say yeah. that the, that it was all one, but it was a bike lane. Like uh, there was almost no, it's like the West side highway for pedestrians. Um, but you had to walk there. There's nowhere else to walk. It was either the street or the bike lane. Yeah, um, and you constantly too. had to step onto the grass to let these guys through. Mm. There was like a, I mean, I don't even we know could if it do was a better for pedestrians, but it was like a sliver. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Like, it, it, will it be divided into where both can go? Because so the so the West Side Highway has that. The West Side Highway has a running lane and it has a bike lane, and they're and they're two separates. So you nowhere for people that. to walk. Well, it's the same. The running lane and the I mean, well, how do you get out of the way? What if you have a runner and a bike coming? Well, there is walk? a side. There is a sidewalk as well. It's just away from that lane. Um, the main lane. So I'm saying you could, but, but the thing is there is space. Oh, so I there believe is. there okay. is, I believe there is space. I think there is ample space. Uh, there's still the sidewalk. So there's still the sidewalk. Then there's the part where the cars park, which, which takes up a, a full cars width, And then you have the lane that cars travel in um, as is. And I think and in New York, what they often do is they'll paint a tiny little bike lane that is half in the car lane. And that's incredibly dangerous. And I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, the numbers. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me as in terms of injuries, but I but they are actually quite. I, mean, 
I don't want to throw it out there without the backup because I we will agree with you. Information, but it it just on the on the outset, it it was enough when I lived there to deter me from actually cycling throughout the city because I'm like most of these lanes are not true bike lanes. You're you're you have buses that could be right that could be right on your tail, uh, cars that could turn right into you because you're you're sharing the same space. So. Yeah, there was a when my wife and I at our previous house, we lived closer to the ocean and we would ride to the beach on a bike. Um, and there was a portion of the road for bikes, but it was just like you said, carved out of the road, which if a car came, you, om- you basically had to like pull over and let it go because exactly it was like inches between you and the car. It was terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure maybe a more uh, experienced rider w- wouldn't be so intimidated, but it was it was difficult to do. And so what what happened was we just stuck to the sidewalk, which right. is where the pedestrians were, and that caused its own like disruptions. Exactly. And it's not you know the end of the world, but still, it's not ideal. And but it's, it's a lot. Not, yeah, it's a deterrent, and it's a it's a yeah. It's a the fact that it's deterring people from trying to be green, and you're trying to promote green technology in terms of having people there's actually a cool word for it um i'm trying to look at the article i thought it was in the article it's called like they're called like micro it's called micro something in terms of just oh micro mobility which is like electric vehicles um little scooters they like the electric vehicles but like little scooters and light basically any lightweight electric vehicle they're called the micro mobility and it, it, it's, it's just better than having your your city congested with cars and then having oh, wait, so wait, the Ubers. scooters aren't the scooters that I'm thinking of where you propel them. They're they're electric. Yeah, they're electric. They're all electric. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just put a seat on it? To do what, like a moped? No, like a like a bike. Why wouldn't you just make it an electric bike? What, what, and is it just smaller? Like why would? Yeah, it's much smaller. Well, think of a regular scooter, and then it has an engine on the back. So yeah, I guess I'd want a seat. Maybe I'm lazy. Okay. Pedals. <laughs> Have the scooter, but just put a seat on it. It takes up less space than a bike. It's a lot smaller than a bike. Yeah. So it makes sense. All right. I can just imagine going across. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's nice. I guess it for short distances. I, I like to see. Well, you're idea. only going to go short distances. I mean, the city's like, what, six? I mean, <laughs> I think it's like nine miles <laughs> total. Yeah, it's but really it takes a, Well, how fast do they go? I'm assuming there's only, it's a fixed speed, right? It's or a, Yeah, it's, it's usually a fixed speed. That Well, it's a, it's it's a variable speed, but I think it tops, it should top out at like 10 miles per hour. But does it have like a throttle or is it just like an on off? It should have a throttle. It should have a throttle because you should be able to think of, <laughs> you want to be able to slow down. Well, I don't know you if you like turned dangerous. it on and then, it's, and it's, then you just hit the brake. Maybe you squeeze either, the brake. You're either going 20 miles an hour or you're going zero. <laughs> <laughs> there's no in between. It's, a, yeah. it's the future of Delhi. It's the future. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't think <laughs> think it through. <laughs> well, what if a boy wanders into the street? That I'm boy's good as the- dead. <laughs> He's I'm still on the prototype. The future. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that I, I just yeah. It's again, if the city, I I want to read an article before I read an article about another uh, thing that the city's like uh, another. Uh, lucrative deal between some uh, some startup and uh, and the city that is bringing e scooters, bikes, or whatever. Uh, I want to hear about a massive plan to change the way that the city is actually structured, and 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 it is it is going to provide. Dude, no know, one is going to restructure it's just, it's like city- the city for scooters. No one's going to do well, that. Well, I was just saying, it's it's not. Well, you're not just doing it for scooters. You're doing it. Well, look, they restructured Times Square. 
now that you know, that didn't the pedestrian walkways of Times Square didn't exist when I was a kid. That's new. I mean, they did they restructure? They blocked it off and put on put up some tables. They I blocked mean, it off, and put up some tables. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't you like just <laughs> repave. They didn't like demo anything and repave. No. Well, and, they, like, well, yeah, they, they they repaved and blocked some stuff off. They, they, they put up some cones. <laughs> <laughs> it's very lovely. It's really lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this great idea. This great fourteen billion dollar idea to restructure New York City, Manhattan. So that, all right, we'll put up some more picnic tables that block thirty-five cars. scooters. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. You would definitely have to be able to show some reduction in emissions that would benefit the region. I just don't see. Uh, I don't see them restructuring Manhattan for scooters. Um. I do have another story. Um, unless you want to go, I have I have silly questions. Okay, what are your questions? Shoot. So, I'll, I'll do one, and then you go, and then we have another. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll go back and forth. So, <laughs> it's it's silly, but I was like, you know, that's a good question. Um, so, someone had mentioned it was a, like a millennial meme or something like that. Um, that it was about the save icon. That it's a floppy disk, but millennials never used a floppy disk before. But that's the save icon. Yeah. And my question was, how much longer will that be the save icon? Like fifty years, a hundred years, thousand years? Like that is the save icon across all platforms, right? And regardless of the company, whether it's a Mac or Microsoft or whatever it may be, it's always a floppy disk, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking about uh, you still see quills as an icon for writing. My, I'm not even so arguing yes or no or right or wrong. I'm just asking yeah. how much longer will it? Nope. Is it? Is this it? Is well, this, that's is what I'm wondering. It? I'm trying to see when did the quill come out of fashion? And then maybe that'll give us an uh, an idea as to uh, like, is this going to really be like a rune where we just like don't know what it means, but like it's just been accepted? Like, oh yeah, that's the save icon, and well, then, I think you it's... know, future people are gonna just that's going to be like this interesting fact that future people learn about. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna just it's just something. Yeah, it might be a factoid where it's like you know you you see a quill and people are gonna be like, well, you know, it's like you learn about the quill, you learn about the floppy disk. <laughs> I assume it'll be quite similar. But uh, so in the movies, in period pieces, they actually will write with the quill, or some rich eccentric guy will write with so the quill. Weird. Nobody uses we do, a floppy disk. Yeah, no why one's ever going to use that. Well, we haven't got to those period piece movies yet. You know, you got to get the period piece of the hackers. Office space when they hand yeah. off the floppy disk back and forth. Office space uh, hackers. You know, you got to get into those old nineties. Uh, you know, tech movies where like the floppy disk is everything. It's like the key. It's, do they even use a floppy disk in the Saint? Is that what like the code is on? It might be. I hope it is. No, well, no, the well, no, um, no, the Saint was just a piece of paper. Wasn't oh, it? She, had was the, it? she had the formula on a piece of paper. Oh, she, like right. hid in her bra or something like oh, that. Okay, and then they okay. then they were intimate with one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm like drawing off of no, like you, you got it, you got it years yeah, like, ago. All right, all right, that's that's it then. Okay, fine. I have this uh, weird memory with movies. I, I think it's because I'm a visual learner that if I see uh, it, I, I remember it. It's this weird thing. Clearly, clearly. Now, my wife, if she if she starts telling me directions audibly that are mm -hmm. like over thirty seconds, I like I'm like you just have to show me what you're talking about. Like I can't follow. It's weird. Um, interesting anyway. little factoid. Yeah, there you go. Well, the quill went out of fashion in the 1820s. So, um, 
but you still know what it, you still know what it is today. So, so we got we got at least two hundred years in us. That's what I'm trying to say. You, you probably have about two hundred years of the same function being floppy disk. Isn't that weird? Like it, it is like, I guess it would only take one company to change it, and for whatever reason that to catch on. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those things. Like, why would you go out of your way to make things difficult? The floppy disk icon is so widely accepted. I'm sure there's other things in our society that. And is it in every country? Because I'm, you know, like, like, is there any other save icon in any other country? I think it. I think it would be because, um, because the revolution, or at least the the genesis of like modern technology, flung like sprung out of uh, Silicon Valley. So I think it's the same. It would be the same across the world. You think so? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about like think about the word computer, the word computer is basically it's just variations of computer in almost every language you know so it's like it's a, there is no genesis of like this is what computer is in like italian or you know it's like it's like computer door or compu- it's just always a version of of computation which Be- because it was because because created, it was created created in america yeah yeah it's created okay. in, in english right that's interesting I'm trying to think of another. I'm trying to think of something to disprove that, but I, I'm I'm having trouble. Well, I think they, there are other, there are other words, but they're using like calculator to to to. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an invention. I mean, an invention it that's hard because like like air conditioning, right? Like like what what is an invention that's that originates from a single society that that isn't mm. debated, um, that's widely used around the globe that has retained its toilets uh, the name. That's not true. The uh, uh, lavatories and um, the loo, right? Or is that just a verb? I don't know. Well, I think that's. I mean, that's like a colloquialism, but the no, not I a mean, verb. No, I mean, toilet toilet is French. I assume that modern toilets came from France. Um. So we'll look it up. We use it. Do the does everyone use that? I don't know. I got that's really. Oh, uh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, you're right. Could just be something that. Because uh, WC right water closet. Uh, it's more the wash, bathroom. Well, that's, that's like yeah, the that's washroom, the, that's bathroom. The whole bathroom. That's like the, the whole toilet thing. Device. Yeah, that's not the toilet device. The same thing with the lavatory. That's the whole. Yeah, that's true. Whole area. Oh, so is everyone calling it a toilet? Well, that's interesting. I'm wondering actually. I assumed. I assumed as much. We have like EMEA, North America, APAC, like are all of them using it? I feel like you could say toilet in almost any country, and so that's different, though. About, that's so. different. That's just like English being the language of business type thing. Mm, mm. Um, that's interesting. I don't know, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's an interesting point. I, I was just curious when I saw that millennial meme, my initial, my, my immediate reaction to it was, will, will, will that last forever? Like as long as something needs to be saved, um, or the only way that goes away is if the whole concept of software goes away, the whole concept of interfacing where you need to click on something rather than maybe just thinking of it. Like, is that the only way it would go away where, you know, the whole idea of a digital world gets so advanced where it reacts to your thoughts in a sense, rather than you have to um, actively engaging with an interface and clicking on things. Mm-hmm. Like, is that the only way it would go away? I don't know. That's yeah. kind of the rabbit hole I went down anyway. It's actually an adopted phrase. The, the original toilet was created by, by a Scottish person. Scottish mechanic, so so we're wrong about that. Look at that; that's an on-air retraction. <laughs> it's just the end of a, it. Says toilet was originally a French loan word. 
first attested in 1540 that referred to the toilet, which is little cloth, draped over one's shoulders during hairdressing. So it's actually not, it's not because the French invented the toilet. Wow. Well, there you go. So pursuit of truth. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, what do you yeah. got? I had, I have. A wolf update. Unreal, okay. dude. <laughs> there was actually one. I probably have it saved no, on my phone somewhere. I do have one, but but this is because I, so, someone wrote a whole article about what we spoke about, how like the restrictions were lifted and now they're massacred. Um, mm-hmm. Someone actually wrote an article on it. I, I don't want to say I don't I don't want to say it was the BBC, but it was definitely like some media outlet. And I was like, well, what do you know? They probably listened to our episode. Yeah, that's exactly it. The BBC is tuning into retraction, if only. Uh, I was joking, but then I decided, you know what? We're having so much fun with it. I'm going to do the wolf update. (laughs) So Wisconsin hunters (laughs) turned to highway signs in effort to protect wolves. Uh, A new coalition calling itself Hunters for Wolves is behind a trio of billboards installed along roadways in northern Wisconsin. Organizers want to call attention to what they see as ethical concerns as the state prepares to update its wolf management plan. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yep. The uh, let me see the sign. The sign. I mean, the uh, which someone says you can look it up, uh, but the. the main one, it, it has two wolves cuddling and it says real hunters don't kill wolves. Look at that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know anything about these this group. So that's great. Um, I'm, I want that's great. I mean, I, I don't I mean, the, if I wanted to play devil's advocate, I'd be like, are they really hunters? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to shame it at all. I mean, it's great for someone to have some semblance of sanctity of life. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not, yeah. I mean, there could be hunters who just hunt out of necessity and not hunt for sport um, or understand, even if you did hunt for sport, that there's a balance to keep in the ecosystem. So um, that's great that there's a coalition of people who are advocating for life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, just, well, they're advocating for responsibility. Let's, it's not necessarily life. They're just they're saying that it's we should be responsible, and you know these wolves just came off the endangered species list, and to be massacring them is just not. Um, uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. Um, what do you call it? It's not right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, the other the the real the real story I was going to bring up <laughs> is the um, and this is interesting. So they're. It's called wildlife crossings reduce collisions, um, impact of roads in natural areas. Um, the big bridges that animals go. Yes, over? they're big. The animals go. Over. I Did always see, see pictures. Not well. Yeah. I don't know what your. I don't know what your no, article is about. Is but I will, always yeah. see these pictures, and I send them to my sister and people mm-hmm. in my family, and I'm like, "This is amazing. Where are these things?" And apparently, a lot of them like, are in Canada. I was going to say they're always like obscurely referenced or cited in Europe somewhere, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Why don't we have these here?" Oh, it's a good question. Lawmakers, including Senator Shelley Moore from uh, oh Shelley Moore Capito, uh, she's a Republican in West Virginia, have allocated three hundred fifty million dollars toward a pilot wildlife crossings program as part of the recently unveiled Surface Transportation Reauthorization Act. Most of the funding will be used to support projects in rural areas 
wildlife crossings and other strategies like underpasses and fencing have proven really good for keeping wildlife populations moving. Um, according to the Federal Highway Administration, the total cost of damages from wildlife vehicle collisions is estimated to be more than $8 billion each year. The bill, which also authorizes more than $300 billion for upgrades to highways, roads, and bridges nationwide, currently sits with the Senate Environment and Public Works Subcommittee on Transportation Infrastructure. All right. So it collectively costs Americans or people in West Virginia $8 billion a year? Uh, it's, it's, it's America, not people. Okay, so it, 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 it costs Americans <laughs> Sorry, $8 I was, was going to take a shot at West Virginia. It's like, what's the... <laughs> West Virginia can't pay for $8 billion of anything. <laughs> anyway. So uh, it costs Americans $8 billion a year in hitting animals. I'm mm-hmm. curious what it costs, the initial upfront cost of constructing an, uh, a wildlife overpass or whatever you were calling it. Yeah. Um, and then maintaining it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we won't know that because it's all it, that kind of stuff. But. Only the, you know, because the, these committees are not in charge of, of funding. Um, that's like the Senate and Ways uh, Committee and like the Finance Committee. They're they're the ones who figure out how to fund things. So, so yeah, they, we we won't know exactly. Oh, sorry, well, because it, well, because we it's a shame to, to throw it, out but... an eight billion dollar number like that without right. any context, which would be okay. So if we put these up, yeah, the eight billion hypothetically would go away. But then, what's mm-hmm. the cost of building, maintaining, and and all of well, that? Well, they're allocating three hundred fifty million, so you have to assume that the three hundred fifty million is the cost of. Uh, yeah, bills. we don't know. We don't know if that's the cost to that. Right. We. I'm assuming the maintenance is built into there, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Three hundred fifty million in West Virginia, which is a single state. How no, many? No, 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 no. Not to West Virginia. It's it's have they've allocated three hundred fifty million toward a pilot wildlife crossings program. Uh, it doesn't say that that's for West Virginia specifically. The West Virginia portion of it. Let me see. Since you wanted to get specific about that, it's saying. No, the, the only the only part about it is the uh, it says the West Virginia outdoor recreation industry generates more than three billion dollars annually. It contributes to more than ninety one thousand jobs, but it doesn't it it doesn't apportion. There's a lot of West Virginia positioning here. I have a yeah. Well, that's, that's because I, I think that the article is just framing it around the fact that this is an environmental project and it's being done by a Republican from like one of the more like you know you know. Tell me. Keys what? states. I don't know. And, Tell me. Uh, well, I would just say anyway. So, so <laughs> I just think that the, uh, the it's just in general. I think this is the U.S. It's part of the U.S. Uh, but it, it says that it, the only part here is that it says that the program will be primarily focused on rural areas, but it doesn't earmark or demarcate to say that this is just about West Virginia. I think West Virginia is helping to. I think this this Republican is leading the charge, or at least is part of it, because West Virginia probably will get a sizable portion of the. Of 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 some of this of this this uh, allocation, but it it's probably will also go to other um, you know equally uh, desperate not desperate but disparate uh, parts of the United States which are just you know more mostly rural. So, but I think that's interesting because I always feel like it's not the rural areas that have this problem as much as it is like the the congested areas like the well, actually it, it's interesting because when you said that originally I picked up on that and I was going to mention that and then I was thinking through it as you continued talking. And I don't know because you have rural and then what, like suburban and then urban. Yes. And building that in the middle of Manhattan doesn't really do anything for anyone. I mean, how many clusters of wild? How many, how there? many dead deer do you pick up in the middle of Manhattan? Yeah, exactly. Not many. Suburban, so you know, in my area and I'm sure in your area. Yeah, it would, it would definitely help. I think. Yeah. Um, rural area. 
there's more wildlife, but how much interaction with it in terms of mm-hmm. our infrastructure is there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, it, 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 I didn't say it because I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know enough about it. I don't think urban is probably removed from the equation, but rural versus suburban, yeah. um, it's an interesting question and you want to get the most bang for your buck. Well, I'm not even necessarily, I mean, I think suburban we have to take lightly because New York City is probably one of the most, in, you know, condensed in, uh, urban areas in America. But you have what you thought, you wouldn't say urban, but there are cities, you know, you've got like Hartford, you know, you've got the cities of Connecticut, you know, that are like, they, they have long stretches of highway that connect them. And those areas are usually, um, you know, on either side of those highways are like very dense forests and what have you, but you wouldn't call that rural. There I think are you're forests still, within the city or connecting city to well, the they're adjacent connecting, town. Right? They're, I'm just saying, well, they're connecting across the highways because these, these cities aren't that far apart, but I, I wouldn't say that that's rural area. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily suburban. You know, because these are really, well, you know, you've got like the, the, the area outside of the highways. outside of the city is suburban, isn't it? Isn't that like kind of well, suburban? I mean, <laughs> you want to be technical about it? Well, I think like when we think about suburban, you know, you think about like the the, the, the the towns that live like, you know, the small towns like you. You live in a town. I live in a town. We're thinking about the towns, but like like to get to Newark, right? The distance from New York is a bad example. because It's so close to New York, but. We're talking about that when you're traveling from like New York City to Newark, you wouldn't say what's in between is necessarily suburban. Forest? No, there's no forest in between there. No. Well, that's just because this, the state has gutted that <laughs> all the beauty and grandeur along along the New York border. The turnpike. <laughs> it's scorched earth out there. I don't know what what anyone was thinking. Um, but I'm just saying. That, I'm just saying. You know, when you're you like you're going from Providence to Boston. Um, I mean, I guess there, yeah, there is some rural, rural areas in like uh, parts of uh, Rhode Island, but I feel like you. All right, fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm not making a good point here. Um, I'm just trying to say that there are frequented highways that are, you know, like the I-95, and I think that 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 I-95, would, I don't my, think you would call any part of that no, rural. My my point of saying remove urban from the equation is I would need to know of not a city that has parks. Because the wildlife most likely is not migrating from park to park. Like no. you said, how many dead deer are yeah. getting picked up on Fifth Avenue or something right, like that? Yeah. But, or Central Park. Yeah. But a, a city that has forests within it. Right. I don't know. No, there, I, don't, I don't know of one. No. No. Yeah. And not usually, with it, but that's, it wouldn't be an issue because we're talking about how many cities have highways going through them. New York has one, right? Well, it has highways on the sides, but it's there, that's banked by the water. Well, that's an interesting point. I didn't ever, I, I guess that, that, well, that's a, that's a good point of clarification, whether or not these, uh, these, um, what was the term you used? I don't want to keep making up my own, the wildlife overpasses. What were they called? They're called wildlife, wildlife crossings, crossings. Um, do Such, the wildlife well, they're called, cro- well, what we're talking, what we want to, what we want to focus on are like green bridges. That's what you, that's yeah, what yeah, you're the, thinking of. Yeah. The green bridges, green bridges. The, the wildlife crossings, the green bridges, are they mm-hmm. only to um uh to allow, allow the animals to cross over highways or yes. is it any any point of infrastructure a railroad a local road no. is it any point of infrastructure that cuts through a habitat i mean that's a, i think that's a really good question i mean if we're i just trying to we're just trying to be specific to the article here this 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 are this i'm trying to think if the then the the nature of a, a highway going through a rural area i mean 
then I mean, that's it, probably it, few and I mean, far it, between. It's probably right? in I mean, there. It's it's probably in there. I mean, it, the article is you know this is the very beginning of it. Uh, it's structures that allow animals to cross roadways safely is is the cornerstone of the of the legislation. But I'm sure there there's there might be something in there about building it over trains or uh different things like that yeah it, it could just be. like you know we in, in new jersey you have like the parkway and the turnpike yeah we don't know you have you have like route 70 and yeah. you have route 9 yeah. you have the other roads that are you have county roads local roads state roads yeah. and these interstates yeah um but they all and especially in new jersey cut through habitats mm. um and it it would be odd to only think of these green um bridges as to go over like a uh, to, to to go over an interstate, like it would it would almost feel like a so rigid in in a sense. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, we we'd probably have to investigate. You'll probably know more as the bill want, like, moves. To be strategic, like, listen, there's this huge habitat here. It's been cut in half. Sure, it's been cut in half by Jeffrey Lane, mm-hmm. but um, does that mean it doesn't deserve a bridge now because it's not uh you know I ninety five? It'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. But I we know that they're gonna they're gonna they're going to put it in the visible parts. I mean, it looks like, you know, the, the well-trafficked state of West Virginia is going to be getting some and, uh, and, uh, and, and other areas. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what goes on. I don't know. That's cool. I hope it catches on. I, 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 I mean, here's effect. the beautiful, here's the thing. I, I hope it's, I hope that what, what does occur is similar to what the ideal, because that it's, if anyone, if any listener has never looked at a green bridge, they could be, they're gorgeous. I mean, they're, they're, beautiful. they're like, yeah, it's beautiful. They're, they're like, you know, they've got like grass, like they're like grassy knolls, kind of like lifting up. Old Edo, it's you're adding yeah, rolling like hills Edo, to yeah, the highway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're really, they, I mean, I think they're even beautiful for hikers. I mean, I feel like hikers could take advantage of it. That might help some people, uh, people who like to hike, uh, create some new trails uh, when you have, when you could just go over a highway as opposed to having to go around one. Is that um, then, that then, um, disrupt the flow of animal life because they stay away from humans does that like kind of defeat the purpose no i mean i don't i mean i don't, I don't know man <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't, I don't think hike. merge i, I don't think try, the bears I and people imagine, merge i was trying to imagine the benefits from all different types like walks of do we, life did, do know. humans need to see i mean we're saving on the eight billion do we need another benefit do we need to make it easier for the hikers i don't know uh, we know a hiker so we can maybe always have her on and ask her hey <laughs> how will, how will I feel like bridges. she. I feel like she would say, "Give that to the animals." Yeah, I, I don't know how you're going to stop people from using them. Bear attacks. <laughs> that doesn't stop people from hiking. So, well, we're diverting them, though. We're like diverting. Um, well, anyway, it it could be really cool. Um, and apparently, Canada makes really good use of them, which is where I think majority of the pictures that people see, I think they're mostly in Canada. Which actually, now that I mention it, it actually I had a I had a a topic related to animals and okay. attacks. Shoot. So I'll ask you a question. Can you, cause I always tell you and you always, you always like say like, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, of course it is, but I like <laughs> it when I get, to, I like it when I, when I can kind of get ahead of that. Okay. Can you guess the top, whatever you feel like five, three, five, ten 10 animals that kill the most people in a year. Bears, sharks. I think that, is in the a, world, in the world, I'll give you in the world. Just to, yeah, if it's in the world, then it's definitely I would say bears, sharks, um, hippos. I would say, cool. and is you say top three or top five? 
want whatever you feel like rattling off. Oh, I think I, I think that's it. I think yeah, I would say it's probably hippos, bears, and uh, and sharks. Cool. And, and that, I think that, most I think most people get maimed by sharks, so I don't know if that's death really. But anyway, go on. So the graphic that I'm looking at um, is telling me that. Uh, and the purpose of this graphic was to basically dispel the myth that you kind of just said that mm. we all kind of think of the number one killer globally is mosquitoes. Well, that's really anticlimactic. The second are humans. Well, that's just a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> the third. <laughs> Thanks the for third. reminding us. They're all, we're all just mammals under our clothes. Wasn't that like a, a bloodhound gang song? Um, the, the third are snakes. Okay, so I, all right, snakes. I should have. I should have gotten snakes. snakes. Now the next, the next four are weird. The next four. So the fourth are dogs. Okay. The fifth is this, and I don't know how to pronounce it, so forgive me. Tetsi fly, and it be, it's because yeah. it creates something called sleeping sickness. Okay. The next one is assassin bug because it creates, and again, forgive me for mispronounce for mispronouncing it, ch- Chagas disease. Okay. I never, I've um, never heard of that. Then the next one is freshwater snails. Oh, why? That's weird. They create another one that is I, I cannot pronounce this this word. So go look it up. Okay, <laughs> everyone well, will what post it. The, okay. We'll post it on social media. Okay. Um, but so just to give you an idea, mosquitoes seven hundred twenty five thousand people yeah. a year. Humans one hundred seventy five thousand a year. Snakes fifty thousand a year. Dogs twenty five thousand. Those next four: the fly, the bug, and the snail are ten thousand mm-hmm. a year. Okay. Then you get to this ascaris roundworm twenty five hundred a year. Mm-hmm. Tapeworm two thousand a year. Crocodile a thousand a year. Hippopotamus five hundred a year. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was first looking at this, I always thought of hippos because I always see these um, documentaries on yeah. Africa, and they're like the ones that kill the most in the rivers, yes, yeah. or the most in the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, because of river attacks and, and in then, South America as well, because of um, Pablo Escobar bringing them in. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah. I've heard about him in his estate. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the hippos are 500 a year, elephants, a hundred a year, lion, a hundred a year, wolves, 10 a year, sharks, 10 a year, bears since 1967. Is it because people survive maulings? Probably. Cause that's not, killing. there's, there's been more than killing. 67 and bear the, attacks. The, that's and not what that's not what the question right. is. Right. It's just about death, right? Stop trying to skew the data. Well. Stop pushing your propaganda, your your anti-bear propaganda. <laughs> well, that's the same issue I have with mass shootings or shootings in general, because people only count deaths as opposed to the the people who get uh, maimed or uh, or are paralyzed, which I think is which should be a statistic that should be incorporated into those events. That's not what this graph showed me. Yeah, I know, I know. That's exactly so it's like, yeah, well. There's there's definitely more than sixty seven bear attacks. That I feel like you have, have an left. agenda here. I asked about how many I, animals I, I do have, people I do a year, have and you you have an agenda. But my my agenda is the truth and and, and, and an objective truth. So where <laughs> we don't enough. separate deaths from cat from from injuries. Well, deaths you're being, and injuries are are equated. But you're going to draw the wrong conclusion. You're going to draw the conclusion that bears are are not uh, dangerous, inherently dangerous to to people because there are so few deaths uh, uh, as a as a result of them. Well, you know what? That's a good point. But I think the issue is that our reaction to that isn't to injure the animal. So when you have shark no. attacks, you yeah. don't or shark maulings. We don't just because you get mauled by a shark or someone gets mauled by a shark. We don't mm-hmm. say that's it get the crew together. We're going to go maul a couple of sharks. No, you kill sharks. Yeah. So our 
That's um, true. response to mauling or death is death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is there a statistic there? Is how many bears have been killed as a result of? Uh... It's something like the wolves. Like yeah, bear, they, people hunt bears. Wasn't that the whole thing with um, uh, what's her name from Alaska? Um, help me out. She was uh, McCain's running mate. Sarah Palin. Yes. Whereas they were like hunting from helicopters. She uh, legalized that. <laughs> Did she really? <laughs> that thing? Was that bears? Know. Or maybe that was wolves know. too. Yeah, that maybe. might've been wolves. That oh might've been God. wolves, but there was, you know, there people hunt bears. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. And I'm All sure right, it's more point. than 67. And I'm honestly Definitely pretty confident. I, I don't know, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the amount of bears killed by humans Drastically outnumbers the amount of bears mauling humans. Humans, absolutely, without a doubt, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a disproportionate. Even if you, I, I, I understand your point of distinction between the statistics, but I think that our response to that is still disproportionate. All right. Well, I have a trick. I have a little funny one for you. There you go. Go ahead. I think that the um, if you do, you think that the number of mosquitoes killed by people is the same as the number of people killed by mosquitoes? No, no. I think we kill way more mosquitoes with people with their traps and stuff, right? Yeah, but apparently it's warranted because because uh, <laughs> mosquitoes are killing us. No, you know what? <laughs> I will challenge you back. What is the ecological purpose of a mosquito? What balance are they bringing? What what are they contributing that without them we would be at a disadvantage? Are they quelling the herd? Is that all that it is? Are they just spreading disease? Like oh. I can understand apex predators. Are they just a- another form of an apex predator? I think the purpose of mosquitoes is to maintain a sense of nihilism to the world. <laughs> without mosquitoes, because without mosquitoes, we'd just be so happy. You could never entertain such sadness or such uh, such despair. I think the point of mosquitoes is to remind us that there is just this this infinite void of uh, they're just they're everywhere. They're relentless. Um, yeah. What's the redeeming quality? It's horrible. I can give you redeeming qualities of every other animal on the list. Well, maybe I think not, maybe I, not a tapeworm. Maybe well, not I a think, tapeworm. I mean, I think they're there as a food source, um, but they could be. There could be another reason for them. But I think that they're there as a, to maintain um, as a food source. It's an interesting question. Like, so if we removed any other mammal apex predator, um, yeah, you would. You, you, I think there's probably been more studies on it, but people can are pretty quick to say like, Oh, it'll disrupt the ecosystem. Well, and, it will. You know, some, some plant eater will become rampant and, yeah. and overthrow everything. Um, yeah. But we often don't extend that train of thought to insects, specifically mosquitoes. I'll call it okay. out. I mean, I, I would, I would think, I mean, immediately right off the bat, I would say that there'd be a problem to the, uh, to the spider populations and then can have a knock on effect from there. Because the mosquito, because the spiders are feeding on the mosquitoes, and that's a food source for them. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. Yeah, that's interesting. Because every time I see like images of mis- of of a spider's web, it's like you never see a mosquito in there. It was like something else. I mean, flies, mosquitoes. I mean, that, yeah, that but, yeah, they're there to help maintain pest control. That's true. But then you're saying that there's not enough pests. To maintain the spider population to control the other pests. I'm just saying you don't know what the spiders will start eating if there's no more. <laughs> they're not eating mosquitoes. <laughs> so we're all better off because we don't want them to evolve. You just don't want, we're not on the menu. Know. You just don't want to know what's left. <laughs> you know, oh, they'll man. turn their sights to us. There's, so there's another story which we don't have enough time for, but there basically there is a there there is problems in I think it's like Idaho or somewhere with uh, bald eagles uh, attacking sheep. 
and the reason they're attacking sheep is because there isn't enough uh, the the local uh, rivers or whatever lakes they uh, took longer to defrost than normal so they were starving without being able to fish so they started attacking uh bigger prey and so they went after all the sheep in this region and now that they've like apparently they've massacred like hundreds of sheep so what you're telling me is when i see bugs in my house if we were to get rid of all mosquitoes instead of seeing them just crawling in the corner and us pretending that we like we don't see each other yeah they could actually jump out and try and attack me out of sheer desperation you a baby something small you don't know <laughs> we don't know that's what i'm saying you don't know i'm saying this that's equilibrium works both ways just because just because it's something might be a nuisance you know an apex predator that relies on them is gonna be like well if i can't get this i would get something else but you always think of apex predators as these big mammals or these big uh, fish or something like that and to think of an apex predator as something so tiny as a mosquito but because it kills it and it's not even well that's interesting because it's not it's not an apex predator because it's just drinking your blood, but it's spreading disease, spreading, quelling yeah. the herd in that yeah. process. But it's not predatory in a way where yeah. it's killing you, right? Um, to to uh, you know, in in the mm-hmm. process of feeding. Yeah, that's that's a. I wonder if I wonder if you talk to um an ecologist or mm. or I don't know someone who studies animals. Maybe you yeah. know the term. I don't off the top of my head. But I wonder if they would consider mosquitoes to be an apex predator. Or if they would say like, no, 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 it, it's something else that impacts the ecosystem in the same way, but we categorize it differently. Like, what would yeah. that be? Uh, it's interesting to think of a a small, a relatively small organism or um, creature that is wreaking such havoc on on a, on a much larger entity. It, you know, it's it's almost like I don't know human beings on the planet. It's uh, <laughs> so tiny, so numerous. <laughs> It's so destructive, nonetheless. Yeah, so. It's very like Agent Smith. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was, that, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a virus. <laughs> We're a virus. Interesting. All right. All right. That's a good place. So, Jay, right. where can they find us? Guys, Twitter at Retraction Media. We've taken a little break, but we're going to get back on it, start posting promos, start commenting on stories that we care about. Make sure you look us up and let us know your thoughts. That's right. We're back. <laughs> Probably bi-weekly. And with that... Summer hours. <laughs> I love it. With that, Retraction out. <laughs>